When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hello, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. As we are now over a year into the pandemic, I thought it was time for some real talk about some of the harder things we've been collectively facing, but not talking about all that much. So let's take a deep breath and hold hands. We can do hard things together. Am I right? Today's big idea is that for the last year, we have all been having to make impossible choices. Deciding between our mental health, which might require spending time with loved ones or friends, and our physical health, which could very well be compromised by that time spent with others. Or maybe we've been deciding between our kids' mental health by sending them to school to be among their peers and with their teachers and living their somewhat normal lives, and their physical health, especially if they have a condition such as asthma or other immune challenges, because letting them out of the house might expose them to the virus. Or maybe you've had to choose between your financial health and your physical health. Maybe, for example, you're immune compromised or you live with someone who is, and so going into work might expose them to the virus through you. It's been a year of hardcore mental calculus where there are few 100% right answers. Or if there is a clear right answer, it comes with a heavy cost. Should you be getting on your child to do their homework and get better grades when they're very clearly depressed? Do you limit their screen time if it's the only way they're communicating with friends because it's freezing cold outside and even going on a walk with someone isn't a great idea? Do you not hug your parents or even go in their house? What about if they're physically incapacitated and need care? Do you let yourself eat whatever you want because you've got decision fatigue and are in need of comfort? Or do you try to stick to healthy foods because you want to stay resilient and healthy? The short, maddening answer is, it depends. I'll share two guidelines I've been using to help me make these impossible decisions right after the break. One of the hardest parts of quarantine for me has been having no alone time. Not to mention the stress and the lack of focus. I knew meditation helped with all those things, but I wasn't doing it until I discovered Headspace. Their basics course starts you off with meditations that are just three minutes long. It's such a doable way to show yourself some love. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash Kate. That's headspace.com slash Kate for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash Kate today. Welcome back. 
Something that has been helping me make seemingly unget-writable decisions is, how necessary is it? And to make this decision based on that particular day or time period only. If it's Saturday, is my child seemingly very content to stay home today? Or are they retreating to their room and their mood growing darker by the moment? If it's the latter, I'd say getting together with a friend is super important on that day. And so you might want to spend some time and energy to coax them out of their room and even make plans for them if they're resistant to the idea. If cases are rising and I really want to get my hair cut, do I truly need it? Or can I reschedule for a few weeks later? Well, if I'm feeling bummed out every time I look in the mirror because my hair looks like Phyllis Diller with bedhead, and my local government has said it's okay for hairdressers to be open, then you know what? I'm going to wear a double mask and go to the appointment. But I'm going to leave with a wet head so that my visit is as short as possible. When the need is clear cut, it can get you out of the should I or shouldn't I mind loop and get you thinking about how to do it as safely as you can. When my mom just had her knee surgery and needed someone to spend the night with her, I didn't have to wonder if I should do it. I just started thinking about how to go about it. We wore masks, cracked windows, slept on different floors, and used separate bathrooms, which I acknowledge was a very lucky and privileged thing to be able to do. We do the best we can with what we've got. Your tiny assignment is just to acknowledge the emotional and mental load of weighing these choices in your mind every day for over a year now. If you've been feeling decision fatigue, well, it makes sense, doesn't it? Give yourself some credit. You've been doing a really hard thing. And the next time you need to make an impossible choice, ask yourself, how necessary is this today? I hope the answer will be clarifying and help reduce some of the mental processing required to make the call. I just want to say, I see how heavy these choices have been weighing on you and me and all of us. I can't wave my magic wand and make the need to make these decisions go away, but I can send you an energetic hug and pat on the back right now. Do you feel it? Come back tomorrow when I'm interviewing Beverly Hartzog a consumer financial analyst for U.S. News and World Report, on how to spend your stimulus check. I'll be asking her about different scenarios, if you really need money to pay the bills, or if you're doing basically okay on the financial front, as well as how to process the fact that you've been given the money and you didn't quote-unquote earn it. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 